A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And we have significantly dialed back the level of tequila in this episode. We have found that happy medium, the sweet spot, if you will. So hopefully that is good news to everyone listening. Definitely improving over last week's apologies. Still apologizing for that. This is season 14, episode 8, Doubting Polygamy. And TLC has an obnoxious description for it because it is a run-on sentence beyond compare. So here's TLC's description. Cody tells his friend, who we will not be naming on this podcast, a polygamist whose first wife left him, that he is feeling jaded about polygamy. Cody's wives are refusing to all live under one roof, and the roller coaster of houses sold, lost, and stalled has everyone at a boiling point. It's awful. What is that sentence? Roller coaster of houses sold, lost, and stalled? I don't know. There were a lot of things that were questionable about this episode, including uh, the description of a polygamist whose wife left him. Yeah, that's an understatement, I would say. <laughs> Uh, safely assume. Left some details out there, but yeah. uh, we won't be talking about that on the podcast. No. Um, if you want any information about Cody's friend, who again, we will not be naming because we will not dignify his presence on the episode, you can check that out online on Reddit or Twitter. Plenty of people have voiced their opinions and um, provided more information on, on exactly the background of who this person is. Yeah, because he's been on the show before, too, so... There's been outrage regarding him before. There were people who were giving backstories and kind of recapping why we should all hate this guy. But I think he's been brought up on the show before, but we're not going to talk about him. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. Our episode description. Cody visits Coyote Pass <laughs> to mourn the Biggie Housie. Mm. Mary refuses to be neighbors with Bigfoot. Janelle has a secret that was already revealed last season. Robin stages a crisis and prepares to empty the family coffers. Yeah, the Janelle one still gets me. Because I was tweeting about it during the episode while it was on. Was It was like, we're seriously spending time on this? Like, we've all, we all know the kid. Guys. Been born. Not only is the kid already born, but they announced the gender in People magazine. Yeah. It was su- no secret. Not a surprise. Not no. a surprise. Mm-mm. Not a Mary level surprise, that's no. for sure. No, it's not worth Mary going out of her way to announce this one. No, absolutely not. Overall thoughts about the episode? Um, I can't wait until next week. I think the preview okay. for next week was the preview for next week was my favorite part of the episode. Same. Yeah. Next week the, looks amazing. The gloves are coming off, and the first thing that they're building at Coyote Pass is a Thunderdome because <laughs> that's <laughs> there's going to be a blood bath. It's going to be hell in a cell cage match. 
between Mary and Robin and Cody. And then Christine and Janelle are just going to be panicked on the sidelines. Yeah, so this week definitely doesn't live up to the preview for next week. No. But, I mean, there was some interesting stuff that happened this episode. Yeah. Um, Just from the, the point of view of, of Cody, who now has abandoned his entire belief system because the wives won't live together in the Biggie Housey. So that was interesting to see how how fast he flipped that script. Yeah, I guess it doesn't take that much if... Well, I think Marilyn Manson had that as a as a quote in his biography or on a YouTube video interview that I saw of him one time was, if your belief system can be rattled and shook to the core in the span of a 15-minute conversation, how deep were your, your beliefs religious to beliefs to begin with? Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's... It's an interesting concept. To, Let's all ponder that. Yeah, we'll, we'll think about that moving forward. We open at Coyote Pass where Cody is with Dirtbag assessing the amount of work that needs to be done on the property. Yeah, because ironically enough, he's a dirt mover. He who shall not be named. Correct. That is how Cody introduces his friend to us. He is here to move some dirt. So he, moving forward, will be referred to as Dirtbag. Yeah, Joe Dirtbag, it's not his first rodeo, and he's here to not only move around some dirt, but he's also here to just hang out with his pal Cody and see what's going on. Right. Dirtbag thought he was coming here to get some work, but Cody is just trying to get him to buy property nearby, or better yet, some of the property that he actually owns. Yeah, and then Cody starts trying to pawn off some of the... Some right, of some of the lots, some of the, the more undesirable areas of Coyote Pass. The shady spots. The woods that Mary will not live in. Not the pond, you greedy bastard. Not the pond. No. That was actually like a selling point that he tried to, to oh, yeah. tell him. Like, not only do you have this beautiful mountain, we have this beautiful pond. You'll have access to the pond <laughs> if you if for five easy payments of whatever our mortgage cost is. Cody says that everyone considers leaving plural marriage, and we cut to Janelle, who tells us that she thought about leaving when her kids were small. Yeah, and she goes into the defense here of saying it would be, you know, looking at it, if she did leave, she'd be losing so much more than just a bad relationship. She'd be losing the relationship with the other wives and the kids. So it's not just that one relationship that you're cutting off, you're actually losing a lot more than just that. Right. And I think this is one of the reasons that that people take such issue with plural marriage is that for the wives, if you do make the decision to leave, you are leaving your entire support system. Mm -hmm. You're not just walking away from a husband. You are also losing your sister wives who are supposedly your close friends. (laughs) <laughs> the relationships with their kids. Their kids, the, you who know, you feel are your own kids. That That's whole the family. way your family structure has been set up. The whole family dynamic. So it really does make you think about psychologically what that decision really means. Right. And it makes you wonder whether people end up feeling, what women end up feeling trapped. Mm-hmm. You're going to be entrapped. Christine's still super opposed to this Biggie Housey idea. Um, but it, the way that Cody's talking about it, it's sounding like he's kind of putting it to rest. He's kind of calling it quits or like giving up on this big house idea because the whole reason he's brought everyone out here today is to kind of divide up the plots and figure out whose houses are going to go where and kind of get those get those plans together here to move forward and start building. Right. At this point, they just need to make a decision and start building something on this land. So Cody is kind of... I guess, come to terms with the fact that the Biggie Housie is dead, despite the fact that he tells us that he really doesn't think that any of his wives ever really considered the idea. Right. Which, Cody, is bullshit. They had months to think about this house. Yeah. It's not like you presented it on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day, they shot it down and told you no. Yeah, and Christine still has the sneaking suspicion. It's not totally over yet. She's still has that feeling that he's going to bring it up in some other way at some other time, but she's not sure when or how, but he's going to work it into conversation again. Right. She's just waiting for... She knows better. Yep. She's waiting for that to come back up into his mind. He's going to think of one new reason and start a whole nother presentation. Mm-hmm. Cody slips up during his conversation with Dirtbag and says that he was in the process of building 
the biggie housey and then was like um i mean designing yeah. i designed the biggie housey pre-production i went to an architect pre-production production and apparently the entire reason that dirtbag is here is to give advice yeah because i mean he's failed at polygamy and marriage in general so i mean it's good to go for him for advice when you're in a tight spot and you're not sure how to move forward in your own relationship. Right. When you're worried about your plural marriage, the person that logically you would go to is somebody who's had a failed plural marriage. Go to the experts. Yeah. Cody's reasoning for this is that he sees it from a different angle and it's like, yeah, he sees it from divorce. Except he doesn't because he sees it from the same angle Cody does because we learn that he also would have preferred one big house. Yeah. That says a lot. Says a lot without saying much. Mary is feisty in this episode. Yeah. She's really... Oh, she was quiet last episode, but I think she was saving it up. She has found her voice this episode. Yeah, something else. So she's trying to explain the invasion of privacy that occurs when you live together to Robin. So she says, let's put it this way. Can I move in with you? And Robin, uh, well, if I mean, if you if you need to, sure. Yeah, Robin's really puzzled by this because she doesn't understand, like, is Mary serious? She really, sarcasm is lost on Robin, Uh, so she's not really sure what's happening here. Mm -mm. Um, And, of course, she's not going to say, sure, move in, you know, move in with me and Cody. That's scary. That's scary, no. So then she turns it around and says, wow, Mary, do you want me to move in with you? Wow, Mary, what do you mean? (laughs) Crosses her legs, shifts her weight around, gets all confused. (laughs) What? What do you what what move you move in with me? <laughs> the whole thing was totally lost on her because the entire point of Mary bringing this up was to demonstrate how uncomfortable it is to think of having one of your sister wives live with you. And Robin was shook. She was shook. Visibly alarmed at this approach that Mary took. It it did get her out of that comfort zone level where Living under one roof seemed like this arm's length idea, and that puts it into perspective very quickly of this would be a real thing. You'd be coming home and you'd be seeing Mary's mug at the front door. And that mug is full of tequila. Oh, yeah. Back at Coyote Pass, Cody is trying to explain where the four houses will be built. So they show us a... a, The schematic. The schematic. The map of the property, which is somehow divided now into four equal lots, which... I do not believe is the way that the lots are actually zoned, but yeah. I don't really know how that works, guys. If someone knows, please chime in. But God bless that TLC intern that drew up this graphic for us so we can all visualize together on the show and see exactly what they're trying to piece together on Coyote Pass here. You know, it was actually pretty helpful because if we had to just watch Cody point at random trees. No idea. And tell everyone to look off in the distance that that's the direction a house would be in. Visualize it. uh, It would have been impossible. I don't know. Yeah. So we got house number one at the bottom right of that graphic. Right. House number one is kind of like at the front of the property facing the ditch that collects the water runoff. House number two has a mountain view. Top right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just north of house number one. Then house number four is next to house number two. And directly west, one one spot left. And that one has a mountain view and, and a view of the quote unquote pond. Bonus. Yeah, that is primo real estate right there. Yep. So my guess is everyone is going to fight over house number four. Yeah. That is a good one to have. Just an opinion. You know what? Yeah, oh, we, sh- we, should, we should put bets on this. Mm-hmm. I think that Janelle wants to take the house with the pond view. Uh, Christine takes the house with the mountain view. Oh, okay. Robin wants the house with the pond and the mountain view. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Mary just gets fucked over. Yeah. Because house number three is all by itself, set way back into a wooded area, past the gas line easement. <laughs> barely has a view of the mountain unless it's out of the one side of the house. And I don't you, think you'd even be able to see it. I it's, don't think so either because of all the trees. Yeah, it's but, set so much into the woods. And then you get a view of, of course, the beautiful drainage ditch. Kind of. Again, yeah, if you're if you're lucky. I wonder. It seems like it's so far off in the distance because of that gas line easement, based on the schematic, mm-hmm. that 
maybe the the ditch would be so far off in the distance that you really wouldn't get a good view of it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and again, it's it's set in with the trees too, really, so I feel like it's going to cut the visibility. What's the point of that unless you have like a deck off the front of the house? Yeah, you're just yeah. going to seat out your front windows. Uh, yeah, or yeah. you turn the house another way. They should face the house, I guess, maybe towards the mountain. I don't know. There's a lot of things to determine about this. Yeah, because then of course you have that the the good old drainage ditch in that bottom left spot in the Primo real estate. So it's still on the the side with the other three houses. On the other side of the gas line, easement divider. And yeah, house number three is way off in no man's land, which has Mary's name written all over it in Cody's mind. <laughs> My thoughts, I want to be as far away from that pond as possible because all I can think of are mosquitoes, oh. bugs, illness, you know? Plague. Plague. All kinds of bacteria. Gross. Get far, far, far away from that thing. Don't need it. Don't, no. Mm-mm. It is not a selling point. Nope. So still, Mary's name is written all over house number three, cabin in the woods. Yep, because Cody already has an idea of where he wants to place everybody. It's not set in stone, but he's he's pretty good at feeling out where the wives are and and what they prefer to have. So he's going to make these initial decisions based off of his perception. His assumptions, Mm -hmm. which I will give it to Cody. This is like the one time I'll ever say this. Because Mary, when they looked at the properties in Flagstaff, wanted to buy a property that was heavily wooded. And she specifically talked about liking the trees. Then she gets a rental that is set back in the trees. My assumption, too, would be that Mary probably would like the property that's going to be in the wooded area. Since that frame of reference is what she has liked until recently, apparently. Yeah, because what she started to realize was in this rental that she is currently living in that is set in a wooded area, you don't really get a lot of natural light when your house is set in a wooded area. So it's just dark in there all the time, and it's probably a little depressing and not helping with with her mental state. Right. She isn't a fan, and Cody instantly gets annoyed with her. It was so clear in this scene that he has so much resentment towards her. It's all built up, but I mean, it comes from a point where he's asking her, is that what you want? And it's just, I think it's the non-definitiveness that's, that's getting to that him That is now. 100% what drives him crazy. Because when they were trying to um, build the homes in in Vegas, and they were at the um, the office picking out the different finishes for the houses, Mary like could not decide on anything. And it got to the point where he was like, let's not start, let's not even start with Mary. Send me in some people who are going to make decisions quick. Chanel got in there and out there fast. Robin in and out fast. Christine was even relatively fast. And then they had to leave Mary for last, who really didn't have any room to be to be picky or really pondering her decisions because she didn't have any money to spend. Yeah. But um, even going back that far, that drove him crazy as well. So yeah, when he outright asks her hey is that's that's probably that's probably you over there right mary and she goes i don't know i don't know i don't know if i want to be in this family i don't know if i, I want to if i want to live here i might i might move, pack it up and move back to utah i don't know that is actually a um a scandal that people are hypothesizing online right now oh, i was gonna say she was gonna just move back to the the bed and breakfast well based on her um, her demeanor this season, people are questioning whether or not she's even part of the family anymore, hmm. or if she's separated herself out and she is just acting for TV for the episode and for them to save face for plural marriage and polygamy, hmm. which was kind of the whole reason that they started the show. I'd say she definitely phoned in the last episode. Oh, yeah. She was hardly, hardly there at all. Yeah. Now Cody tries to sell Dirtbag a lot or trade it for work. That's always good. Barter. After Dirtbag compliments the pond. Yeah. So anybody who comes on this land says anything even remotely positive about it. Well, you should live here. You should live here. Yeah. Why not? Oh, yeah. You should try it out. We got room. We'll reduce the size of Mary's witch home and we'll, we'll you know, build something else out there in the woods as well. We'll leave a trail of breadcrumbs from Mary's house uh, around the drainage ditch we'll pond. We'll set her further back in the woods. Oh, yeah. For a little further. 
a little further back. Not going to be a problem. That'll actually work out great for the rest of us. Now Cody tells us that he's bitter because his idea got shot down for the Biggie Housie. And he can't have what he wants because no one can work through their crap in their family. But man, at least the pond's full of water. That's a, that's a pond half full view of looking at it, I guess. The wives are left by themselves on the property and they start to do something we haven't seen them do before, which is have fun together. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I'm not used to seeing this. This no. is very strange to me. <laughs> Mary no longer has a stone face. Christine's unfolded her arms. People are teasing each other and running around. S- smiling, I think is what it's... Smi- smiling? Is I that how you say it? I think that's what it is. Yeah. Smiling. It's... It's a foreign concept at this point. They're making these these sounds with their with their voices. It's not words. It makes like a different sound. It's, it's like a a joyful sound. <laughs> it's like cough, but like I think it's l- laughter. Fun. Laughter, <laughs> playful. They decide to make snow angels and mm-hmm. drop to the ground like they're breaking their hips. Bag of bricks. Everyone just went. Pfft. Down. Straight down. Like a sack of potatoes. (laughs) And uh, they make snow angels. Not only do they make snow angels, they're making memories. Making memories. They're making memories on this land. That's what they want. That's important. They need it. They need to start making memories here, getting attached to the property, you know, so that they can sell it and move again. And very similar. It's going to be cold, wet, and disappointing. So, yeah, there you go. Now, Mary continues her role of this episode. Because they're on the couch and the producer asks them a question. (laughs) This is a stupid question. It was a stupid. You know what? This is not the first stupid question that we've heard one of these producers ask. Like, there is really nothing else for them to pull from. They don't even have, like, questions that they can ask that are going to get us, like, some interesting or, like, salacious answers at this point. So the producer asks if this is something that plural families do together, (laughs) make snow angels. Mary clearly is over it, and she is taking this moment. She's grabbing it by the balls. Oh, grabbing it by the nuts? By the nuts. By the nuts edge. And she says extremely sarcastically, we are the first plural wives in the history of ever to make snow angels. Very accurate statement. Facts only. Now, poor Robin. Really? We are? We're the the first ones? Just... Completely, genuinely looks at Mary. Mary, we yeah. Is do you do you really think so, Mary? Yeah, is and that yeah? <laughs> she hits her with, I don't know. How would I know? What are you talking about? So much disdain in her voice. It was just like finally a moment where we see that everyone is so tired of listening to Robin ask stupid questions on a regular basis that they can't even deal with it anymore. <laughs> Oh, God bless him. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cody gets zero satisfaction out of seeing his wives getting along. He's cynical now. They're planning something. They're up to something. That's exactly what he thinks. It's like a union. Yeah, they're like, up to something. You know, all of them are getting together. The wives mm. are getting together. They're talking too much. They're a little too friendly. He's a little worried now about what it is they might be planning behind the scenes. Soon they'll start getting ideas and thinking. It's dangerous. Okay, this is what we have to know, guys. He doesn't like it when they get along because it means 
that they'll band together against him. That's the problem. Yeah, it's not so much that he's jaded. It's that he's upset that his wives aren't obeying him. It's He feels like it's like a mutiny situation that's right. taking place. He's upset that they feel that they have some kind of, um, what is the word? I'm they can formulate their own opinions about stuff. Or not even that. It's that they can they can straight up outnumber him and muscle him out of his own ideas now. Right, exactly. And they feel some type of obligation towards one another to defend each other, take each other's thoughts into consideration. Solidarity. Solidarity. That's it. That's what he does not like. Not a fan of that. Nope. And it's always easier when you have a common enemy and he does not want to be that enemy. Exactly. Let's have it be Robin. Let's stay with that. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's all stay it on that. It was Mary. Ugh. But I, okay, well, I'm voting. Can we can we all shift it to Robin? <laughs> Just together as a unified force for this season, at least. Now my notes I have, oh my God, we flash back to the Biggie Howsey presentation on it's Christmas the, Eve. It's the Christmas Eve presentation. Thank God there was no audio for it. And then I just wrote in capital letters, stop TLC. <laughs> So they dialed it back where you didn't hear it again. But yeah, what is this? Six episodes? Seven episodes in a row? Where we've had to see the same footage. Where you see this footage? So Cody spells it out that when they get along, they take each other's sides over his, what we just said a little bit earlier. And he's taking it personally that they didn't want the one house. They never even gave it a chance. Yep. He does realize that there were probably things that they didn't express and he'll never know. Fucking ask them then. Mm, this yeah. is the problem with this family. Don't, yeah, don't ask people what they think. Don't tell people what you think. Just feel stuff, assume stuff, well, and keep it. And when you ask them for a thought or opinion, do it in front of the rest of the family when you know that your wives tread lightly on the things that they say in front of one another because they don't want to offend each other. So instead, you're just going to make them face each other for those conversations instead of having a a one-on-one conversation with you. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because we learned something later in the episode where uh, Cody is, you know, upset that the wives don't share secrets with him. Mm-hmm. And it made me think back to this example here. Why would, I guess, why would a wife want to have a conversation with you and tell you things that they don't want their sister wives to know that, you know, maybe influencing their opinion when they think that you're going to turn around and go tell one of them or all of them. As soon as the conversation's over, you go. Yep. And tell everybody what it was that they had to say. Here it comes. That was said in privacy. Yeah. It's not, that's not the good way to do it. No. And yeah, not only too, is he putting everybody on a showcase in front of each other, all the wives, but also in front of the cameras, too. So it's just like, dude, you need to, you got to have some of these conversations. Yeah, like you said, one-on-one. Just kind of discuss this, see see what the feelings are. Obviously, the cameras aren't going to be around for that. Well, the one was with Mary where he was venting about the houses in Vegas selling, and that was just weird. So if that's how his one-on, if that's an example of his one-on-one conversation skills with the wives, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. It's not good. So speaking of the cameras, Cody thinks... Only one of his wives has the personality for plural marriage. But he doesn't want to tell us which one. We can guess. Because he doesn't want the world to judge them. We can guess. We already know. Yeah, we already know. But but my thought on this is he doesn't want the world to judge them. Yet he lets them get crucified on a weekly basis on TV to make money. Oh, yeah. I'm getting slammed on Twitter every week. So who do you think? Who is your opinion? Oh, it's of- Janelle. Okay. A thousand percent Janelle. I think that Janelle is the one that has the best personality for plural marriage. I saw some but people I saw some people making the argument for Christine, but I can't I can't say that I, it's Christine because she gets jealous. I think though, no, I don't think that he thinks that it's Christine. No. Because he's upset with Christine about the biggie housing, the fact that she <laughs> shot it down. Well that too, yeah. I feel like that puts an immediate stain on Cody's view of it because if you don't want to live in one house, you're not ready to be you're not all in on polygamy then, in right. his opinion. Right. So that's really again pointing to Janelle because she was the only one who was a hundred percent ready to go and on board with this. I would argue that he is very biased and that he may have been referring to Robin. Just no. 
I really don't think so. I think, look, I think we all would write her off and say definitely not Robin. No. But she seems to manipulate him really well. And he, we saw the preview for the next episode where he's telling her that she's getting the shit end of the stick and that she always kind of gets screwed in these situations because she's nice to the other sister wives and tries to work things out with them. It's called compromise, compromise, Cody, and that's the basis of most marriages. I would argue, though, that he thinks that Robin compromises on a lot because that's what Robin tells him behind closed doors. Fair enough, but I don't I don't think he would be talking about Robin being the one. I don't know. I'm uh, Robin, just saying. I un- think there's an argument for it. No doubt that Robin is, she's favorite wife. She is favored heavily by Cody. Yes. But she hasn't lived in one house with everybody she wants these things or says that she wants these things. Janelle's the only one who's lived it all and is still 100% for it. She's also never jealous and like couldn't give less of a shit about what the other wives are up to or going on in their life. Robin gets super jealous. Christine gets jealous. I don't know that Robin gets jealous. She, You're going to tell me she wasn't going to be standing at the door waiting for people and watching people leave? I don't think that she gets jealous in front of the cameras she harbors it or to her sister wives or she would harbor it and then she just takes it out on cody and vindictive oh yeah yeah you know yeah i agree with that in different kinds of uh in passive aggressive ways like Mm. that's how she would deal with that so we'll never know the answer because cody is not going to tell us but we can make our own assumptions from what we've seen and then Cody starts to realize, man, it's going to take a long time to uh, to get building out here on Coyote Pass. There's a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, it turns out that when you buy undeveloped land, it takes a long time to build on it. You got to develop the land before you can build on yeah, it? Yeah, so you need to, you know, run utilities to it. You need to make site plans. You need road plans. You need to clear out some trees so you can actually put Mary's house somewhere in the woods. I was like, road plans? Yeah, roads. How many, how many roads are they building? I guess they really wanted a cul-de-sac. It's just going to be one. Uh, that's what they said. This is going to be like a rural cul-de-sac now. So it's just going to be one big, wide, double wide cul-de-sac now. <laughs> Let's do it. Look, we aren't going to spend a lot of time on a gender reveal for a baby that was born six months ago and whose photos have been posted all over the Internet. Janelle tweeted a picture of the baby on the season premiere of season 14. So it was not really good to build that into an episode halfway through the season, anticipating what the gender reveal was going to be. I think if they had done this segment without us having to follow Maddie to the ultrasound, I could have maybe seen where they were going with it. But it just seemed unimportant to watch them go have the ultrasound done, to have them give their guesses as to whether or not it was a boy or a girl and then have it revealed as a quote-unquote secret. Well, and not to correct you, Carly, but they did not just go for an ultrasound. They went to Blooming Baby 3D 4D Ultrasound Studio. It was a 4D ultrasound studio. The most terrifying form of ultrasounds. Yeah, the one where it's coming right at right off the page, and right off your fridge, and into your face. <laughs> Scary. I, uh... they, look like, they all look like little elephant man printouts it's 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 weird it's scary i know that people like them because you get to really see what the baby looks like but you know i hope the baby doesn't look like that i (laughs) is everything okay in there i don't i don't know that i want to see all of the facial features and structures of of something living inside of me yeah wait till they start getting fingernails that oh yeah it's weird so janelle's flown out to be in north carolina to visit them And we learn why they moved to North Carolina. Right. Caleb's job was the main motive for moving. And we find out that he's an elevator mechanics helper, which honestly, I don't even know what that is or what that entails. But it looks like that is exactly what Caleb's job would be. I I didn't understand this. Yeah, I don't know what it means. Just because this is something that he could have done in Mary's rental. Right. That's a full-time job. She has an elevator that needs servicing. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a gap in the market. But it's good to have something that they can't outsource. That's good. Mary, Robin, and Christine are on the couch talking about the other married kids. And Christine tells us that she doesn't bring it up very much, the the idea of pregnancy, to McKelty or Aspen. But Robin sure as shit does. 
Yeah. Yeah, she does. Um, and I'm about to put Robin in her place, but Please do. Aspen really doesn't like the conversation. Um, and here comes emotionally intelligent life form Robin to the rescue. So she's saying things to Aspen like, you look like you're glowing, which Guys, at first I thought she said growing, which I found extremely offensive. That's different. Until I rewound and realized she said glowing. That's different, yeah. PSA, do not ask women repeatedly about when they are having children. It's rude. I found it especially rude given Mary was present. Mm. Well, I was going to say just on the basis of it's not it's not even her kid. Well, I they get all that they all think that, <laughs> right. That's the but way like they like a biological, yeah. But This is what I have to say, guys. Mm. Some women do not have an easy time getting pregnant. Mm. Do not ask them over and over again about when they're having kids. You don't know what other people are struggling with. And aside from that, if someone doesn't want to have children, they don't owe you an explanation of why. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. End of PSA. That's it. So Caleb was the only person who was surprised because he was convinced it was a boy to the point that he really didn't even think the ultrasound was necessary. He was right. like, we can skip this. Yeah. It's going to have a dick when it comes out. We it's know a boy. It, yeah, we know. I know. I know. Um, I'm a doctor. I'm an elevator doctor. So, surprise, it's a girl. And they already have a name picked out. Yeah. Yeah, and they do. I guess. Well, actually, I guess they have a couple names picked out. And they just smashed them all together and made one name. That is exactly what they did. Because this baby's name is going to be Evangeline. Mm. A combination of multiple family names. Like Janelle, four? represented by the J. Ah. Lynn, with the Lynn. I get that. And Eva. Was it Eva or Eve? Something. I don't know. Who they cares? said that they were going to call her Eva. Evangeline. Okay. Not Evangeline. No. Evangeline. Yeah. Could have just named her Boggle, with that jumble of letters. I Look, I don't want to make fun of kids. We're making fun of this name. Th- this family, though, let's be real. Out of the, the assortment of names... That we have to choose from. This is not the worst. Not the bottom of the barrel. So moving on. Janelle wants to know the baby's gender. And she begs Caleb and Maddie until they finally tell her. They crack. They crack. Yeah. Janelle was sitting at this cafe and she was ordering the tea, but uh, there wasn't a waiter around. Nothing was coming. No, no, no. She was she was asking. She was needing. So she, she, got, is- she got down on her knees behind Axel and was like, Mommy, Daddy, tell me. You may have baby brother or baby sister. She that would have worked on Robin. Yeah, Robin would have. Been, well, been, no, Robin would have got too distracted then. She's she been, been like, spending wow, too much time. He talks so good. <laughs> Not well. He talks no, good. He talks good now. She she's shocked that it's a baby girl and really excited, which was sweet. It's you know an exciting thing that they now are going to have a boy and a girl. Yeah. And the unfortunate part is that they had to spoil this all with reminding us of Maddie's birth in Janelle's bedroom. And that is when the house depreciated in value (laughs) $40,000. That is exactly when it happened. (laughs) There were just horrific sounds. There were things I didn't need to be reminded of. Um, So we learn about (laughs) we learn about Maddie's new birth plan, which is that she is going to go to a birthing center. (laughs) Live and learn. Now, let me let me say this. I will defend her on the birthing center because my nightmare is being in a hospital. Well, no, not to knock it. Yeah, it's. But it's my inc- problem is when your birthing center is two hours, two hours from where you live. That's far. Because the only thing that sounds worse to me than sitting under the fluorescent lights of a hospital is giving birth in the front seat of your car. <laughs> Driving down the highway. So, so Janelle, we learned that Janelle is concerned of this. She knows that she's so far away that she can't help in an emergency, and Caleb travels for work, um, so he's gone a lot, and she's afraid that Maddie may go into labor when she's home alone and, you know, be stuck with the predicament of trying to get herself to a birthing center that's two hours away and also trying to figure out what to do with Axel. It's a legitimate concern. Yeah, she's basically on her own. It's tough. It is. So my guess, guys, is that we're going to get to see this all play out. Oh, yeah. So... Either this season or next season. I guess it would be next season, just based on the timeline. Oh my god! I don't. I don't know. But it's going to be two years old by the time it airs. Let's just let's just hope that she has a backup plan to just go to the hospital. A bug out bag. A bug out bag to the hospital. Out of there. Go to Mary's plot in the woods. You know, dig a hole and just 
drop it out. She's going to go all the way to Flagstaff to give birth? Yeah. Well, a forest, a conglomerate of trees nearby that she could venture out into alone, dig a hole, pop that thing out, and then rejoin the tribe. Cody shows up to Janelle's rental looking frazzled. So you know something's coming. And it's not, Yeah, that doesn't really narrow it down, though. No. Cody's frazzled. Who, who knows like what it could be at this his, point? That's his standard mode now. His hair is crazier than it's been, so you know that it, it's about to be bad. And he's got that, yeah, that thousand-yard stare in his eyes. Yeah, he gets crazy that distance eyes. Look, the crazy eyes are out. So he's glazed. Yeah, he's glossed over. And Janelle, it, it's really sad because Janelle is excited and she's telling Cody that she has news to share, and he has to preface that with, "Well, I guess we'll have a double whammy." Oh God drama queen yeah stealing his thunder cody judges janelle for still having boxes sitting around her home since you know she's been in north carolina yeah she just moved apparently you know it just happened an episode ago (laughs) and (laughs) very recent for us her house is a mess because you know she was gone at maddie's for 10 days so cody's throwing shade at the fact that all of his boxes are unpacked but she's still living in a in a mess does Cody have boxes labeled for each move for each wife's house? Who knows where he keeps all of his shit. Where he's talking about he has unpacked. So his boxes of the Janelle move have been taken care of? Correct. This is weird. Also, where were you for 10 days while Janelle was gone? You couldn't have gone to her house and helped unpack some things. Right? Just saying. Yeah, if all your shit's unpacked and it's like, well, how much stuff did you have? What kind of obligation do you have as a partner? Right. You're going to judge her for not unpacking any of the boxes. Moving on. Cody seems to be on to the fact that Janelle knows something about the baby. He senses it. He senses it, but he doesn't really seem to show any interest, even when she offers to tell him before everyone shows up. Nah, he's got a lot of information rattling around in that uh, ragamuffin skull of his, so he's got a lot of, what do they call it? A lot of... uh, Got a lot of nut sayings. That he's, he's got a lot of, of nuts in the air. He's juggling them right now. God. <laughs> Janelle tells everyone that Maddie and Caleb now know the gender of the baby, and they want to set up time to have a family gender reveal via Skype or FaceTime. And they catch on to the fact that Janelle already knows the gender. Mm-hmm. This is where this part gets interesting, guys. Mary says, "Well, why wouldn't she?" She's the biological mom. Oh, God. She should know these secrets first. Reminder, Mariah left her out of her entire engagement. Mariah showed up in Flagstaff without telling Mary... That she was even coming. ...that she was going to be in the state. And then proceeded to announce an engagement that she had not given Mary any previous knowledge to. So this is still... This is very fresh in Mary's mind... And clearly it had to have graded on her. Oh, absolutely. Just based on her opinion of this entire situation. But she's not the only one with opinions because Cody is annoyed that Janelle didn't wait to find out like the rest of them. Mm. And he is legit upset. Yeah, this this fired him up. He wasn't just like disappointed that she knew and he didn't know. He was mad at her. This pokes at another interesting thing. Subconscious, subtext of the conversation here. Because then what what was he upset about, though, that he was ranting and raving about? He was talking about secrets. Secrets between a husband and a wife. There should never be secrets. None. Okay. It feels like it's a trust issue that he has that's deep down that could still be residing from previous faults. When she offered to tell him what it was before everyone showed up, he didn't seem to care. Yeah, I didn't get that part. Right, because he's so distracted by the thoughts that he has about the news that he has to share. Either if he's so distracted or if he just felt like she shouldn't even be asking him, she should just be telling him. That's a possibility. And he took that personally. I was going to say, too, the other crazy thing with all of these wives showing up and rolling in here into this living room to kind of meet up, because they have to do like these weekly conferences, basically. And it's like, I feel like a lot of this could be solved with just like a WebEx call. And save everybody a lot of time. A lot of travel time. Yeah, because it's like every. It sounded like it sounded like a weekly status call where it was like, oh, "Do you guys have anything this week?" And it's no, like, oh, "I don't have to report. Yeah, no updates here 
on my no updates on my end. And it's like, what? Guys, this could have been a phone call. This was a meeting that could have been a phone call. Yeah, easily. <laughs> and now we're having meetings about meetings because we've, ta- you know, it's just like the corporate structure in the Brown family is. It's, it's inefficient. It's inefficient. Before we move on, I do want to go back to something because it bothered me. Um, so during the conversation where Mary talks about the fact that mom should know secrets, Cody jumps down her throat for making that comment and says, what about dads? There's just so much animosity between them. Yeah. Like he really, he snapped at her. And I felt bad for Mary because she like almost never says anything anymore. Right. Especially when she's in the room with him. Yeah. And it was like, here's an example of probably why. And again, that's that buried down. Cody's still dealing with the Mary had a secret in the family. There was a secret between, you know, she kept information from him between husband and wife. There was there were secrets. So it's like that can be all tied back to. Yeah, it's true. To all of their issues. So that's not the only good piece of news that Chanel has because her house is also under contract. Good job. Good job. Which you think that everyone would be more excited about. No. But, you know, so she's on a high. She's really excited. She shared all of these great things that are going on. And now here comes Robin to bring the mood straight down. She learned this trick from Mary. (laughs) The Eeyore move. But before we get to the actual news... Robin makes sure to tell us that the house money that they got from the sale of her home is in the bank and Cody's reassured her that it's in the account and it's not being touched. He's not pulling that money from anything to pay for any of the family expenses right now um, and that it's going to be saved there for them to build on Coyote Pass. She says it the exact same way both times too. She says the money is sitting in the bank. It's not being touched. Not for long. Right. Clock's ticking. Uh, Foreshadowing here, guys. Apologies, because we already spoiled this for everyone back in episode six of The Family's Finances on our podcast, because this is all being built up by Cody as we got some bad news. Bad, 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 bad news. Yeah, this was really problematic. And one of the things you just pointed out, the fact that Robin said the statement about the money being in the bank count the exact same way in the interview by herself. It's in the bank. And it's not being the family, touched. I feel like this segment was producer driven. So they made it sound like Robin has some terrible news to share. And I mean, from the previews that we saw and the way it was cut, it made it seem like they were announcing that she had like a terminal illness or something. And Cody didn't outright say that it was bad news yet. Uh-huh. So then people were like, oh my God, is Robin pregnant because all he said was me and robin have news right it did before the commercial on the show it did seem though like it was it wasn't going to be good yes (laughs) or something that they were happy about let's put it that way yeah and there were people on twitter who were like oh my god oh no is robin pregnant though (laughs) please don't tell us this so the big big news that everybody had to get all worked up about is that robin was told by her rental that she Needs to get the fuck out because it's being listed for sale. Jacker. Sorry, we spoiled it. Yeah, so she's being really dramatic about it. And she tells us how she's so beside herself. She hasn't told her kids yet. So please, no one discuss it. No one talk to your kids about it until I can tell my own kids. Right, biological mother privileges that Mary was talking about. She's got to bone in, cash in on those. But not the money in the bank. She's not touching that. Robin, get over it. Mary got kicked out of her first rental because they didn't like her lifestyle and had to move all the way back to Vegas. Janelle just moved for a second time. Again, yeah. You are not unique. No. This is now the third time that we're going to have to watch somebody move twice. Can't believe In Flagstaff. Wildly inefficient. Also, if they do not hire movers for this and we have to watch the entire family Pack all of her shit up and put it in a trailer. You're gonna blow a gasket. I'm gonna blow a gasket. I know you are. I'm gonna I'm gonna hurl the remote at the television and break it. Please don't. <laughs> but did you like the part where Cody slips up when he makes this announcement? Yes. <laughs> this is the first time, guys, he's ever referred to a house as our house. Got him. Not my house. Not Robin's house. Janelle's house. Christine's house. Mary's house. 
They're selling our house. Our house. That should tell us all something about the state of this they're relationship. S- they're selling. Marriage. They're selling my primary home. <laughs> it's a problem. Now, now here's again where it gets off the rails. Robin needs prayers. Robin's house was the gathering place, so she tells us, of course. She's looking for places where the family can gather. Obviously, yeah. AKA, I'm looking for a giant house, so don't be surprised when it's bigger than Mary's rental. It's got to be bigger than Mary's. Because Mary goes out of her way at this point to say, hey guys, we can use my house as the gathering house. I mean, it's, I have a really big house. I'm one person in this giant house. And she, she literally admits, there's a lot of space that goes unused. I felt for Mary here because she's seen that there's a family crisis. They have nowhere to gather. She has no idea what to do. There's no place for them to get together. They're sitting in the middle of of Janelle's living room surrounded by boxes on one couch. And she's offering up her space, her personal space for them to gather in. And she gets... There's silence. Robin clears her throat and then says, anyways. No... No response. Nobody nobody even thanks her. Nobody says, thank you, Mary. That's a great idea. Or that's an option. Granted, it is a television show. It's a reality TV show on TLC. This could be some fancy editing. However. Yes, however. There was an aside. There was a follow-up question. The producer asked Mary, hey, about that whole gathering at my place thing. Any follow-up thoughts on that? No. <laughs> Everything's piling up. The houses are not going to be built anytime soon. They need a new rental. That's okay with plural families living there. So there's a lot going on. The Browns need need some prayers. And there's going to be some juicy stuff coming up in the next few episodes, God willing. Yeah, because Robin's basically saying, this is really going to put me in a bind now because she's kind of under the gun to, to find another rental, exactly like you said, meets all the, you know, checks all the boxes on the Robin list. So Lord only knows how you long know, that 6, is. 6,000 square plus oh feet, God. seven bathrooms, six bedrooms, a view of, of the mountains. A Murphy bed for Cody. <laughs> so he can hide it and say that he's not spending all of his time here. So no, so with all this struggle and all this hardship that, that they're facing now as a family that Robin's really feeling and kind of speaking to at this point. Cody likes to take this moment to remind everyone, hey, anytime you're feeling sad about this move or anything that's going on, get stressed out or anything, go drive over to Coyote Pass and recenter and just, yourself. Yeah, just just hang out on that land over there. So now the controversial comment of the episode. Cody starts by saying that the wise will find this gross. But he would put a double wide trailer out on Coyote Pass if the county would let them do that. He tries to stipulate that it's just while we build. He tries to he tries to save face with that. Part. You haven't started building yet. You haven't started. Also, who wants to live in a construction zone? Who's building? That's more of the issue. Who's building? It ain't Joe Dirt. Janelle is giggling, and Robin tells him that he can do that, but. Her princess ass will not be living in a trailer again. That was the deepest insight to the Flagstaff move I think that I could ever ask for was Robin looking directly at the camera and saying, Cody's welcome to go live in a double wide trailer on the property. He'll be alone. And then she smiles like the Grinch. But it's just I can assume that that's exactly the the discussion that took place when Dayton was about to go to college in Flagstaff and she was telling Cody I'm going to go to Flagstaff. You can stay here, but you'll be alone. I really appreciated that Robin had to make a point of saying she lived in a trailer. She's done that already, honey. I've already lived in a trailer. And Janelle turns and looks at her and is like, Robin, we've all lived in trailers. <laughs> Which she apparently did not know. Yeah. Does Robin know anything? I Robin, Remember the bestseller that you were so proud about like an episode ago? Maybe you should read it. Maybe you should read it. A couple times. (laughs) Because, yeah, they have to point out we lived, all all of us, when we first married in as all three wives and Cody, we were in a three-bedroom double-wide trailer. No, No, it was was a a single-wide trailer. Three-bedroom single-wide trailer. Yeah, so get off of your high horse, Robin, because you're not the only one who's done this. 
the compilation of reactions, because Mary was basically just saying, yeah, there were good times and there were some interesting times. <laughs> so I don't really know what that means, but I mean, if you're sharing a single wide trailer with Christine and we already know what she's a fucking freak. So, <laughs> um, but no, Christine, we've all had to live in trailers, been there, done, done that. that. <laughs> done. So they're done with that. A lot of people took issue with this because of the way they spoke about trailers. It's poo-pooing. Oh, yeah. They made it seem like they were too good to live in a trailer. Yes. That that was something that only somebody of of lesser privilege would do. There's an air of smugness. At least, you know, I don't know if the other wives really did. I think people maybe took Janelle's laughter that way, but... I feel like she was laughing because she was thinking back to uh, That's their exactly time. why I think she was laughing. Oh, yeah. She laughed at the entire premise just knowing what they'd already been through. Yeah. Trying to live together in a trailer. But Robin is the one who really comes out and is sitting here shitting on the whole thing and trying to be high and mighty about the fact how she's done that. She's lived that life. I'm not going back. And she ain't going back. So <laughs> I think Cody gets... Again, just like any other idea, he starts to take it a little too far where if he actually is meaning that he does plan to and intend to do this in the near future. So Robin has to keep reminding him it's a it's a distraction. It's still there's still a lot of work that would need to take place on the land just to get a double wide trailer out there. You have to level it. There's a lot of right. It's it's not a very practical idea. No. And Mary even God bless her heart. She offers him up an RV. If that's really what you want to do, I'll buy you an RV. Come on. We'll drive out into the desert. Whatever. We'll make some math. Yeah, sure. Make some money. We'll build these houses in no time. No time. And then Janelle can use it next season when she's on her road trip. I will say, this isn't the worst idea from a financial standpoint. Oh, the RV? The the trailer. Oh, the double wide. Oh, okay. Yeah, putting, actually using the property that she purchased for $900,000 I, I mean, I have no idea what goes into what they have to do to the land. Well, we see to the other... get it to the point that they could actually have a functioning home on it. Right. But it does seem like you're spending a lot of money on rentals when yeah. you could be living on the property that you already own. Yeah, the two shitty plots that he keeps trying to pawn off onto everybody. Just right. put a couple trailers Just put over something there. Something temporarily over there. There's a lot of people who would be living in some of these trailers. So again, I have no idea how practical that would be. But it does seem to stand that like if you're in a financial crunch, probably not the worst idea to ditch the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that you're paying in rent every month. Or buying another $900,000 house that they ultimately decide to do with Robin. So based on Robin's reaction to the trailer life, we know that she's getting ready to dip into those funds that she just told us minutes ago Mm -hmm. weren't going to be touched. Now, Cody tells us that he would rather live in a tent on Coyote Pass than go back to Vegas, which is maybe going a little too far. Mm. So Cody has no faith left. He's done. He's over it. And he doesn't even think that it's worth praying over this situation. Moving again, and it's not to Coyote Pass. Next episode, Cody's lawyer tells him not to build on Coyote Pass and sell it at a profit. Everyone fights over the lots, and Cody claims Robin is getting the shit end of the stick. I'm just so glad that he didn't say the nut end of the stick, (laughs) and that he actually came up with a correct term. He finally got a a phrase saying correct. He turned it. He turned that phrase. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving us a review on iTunes. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. A few quick shout-outs before we go. Shout-out. Shout-out. Shout-out to our listener out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Yeah, leaving us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And telling us a little bit more about Josephine's, the restaurant with the haunted attic. It's real. Stay safe out there. They do have good food. We'll take them at their word for that. I believe it. And shout out to Ashley Nicole, who writes weekly recaps, which you can find on medium.com. And gave us a little shout out at the end of her, a not so merry Christmas recap. Oh, yeah. So if anyone's looking for written reviews and episode summaries, be sure to give that a goog. Great and place check to out, Yeah, check out what she's got going on on Medium.com. And also thank you to you, the rest of our fellow survivors out there. 
You can follow us on Twitter at surviving underscore pod. Stay tuned, share with friends, and see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.